welcome to Book Recos Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And we're the pals behind Book Recos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. We have had a lovely summer break and we thought you might like to hear about it. Or maybe not, but we are going to talk about it anyway. No, they definitely want to hear about your Hindu. And shall we treat them and each bring a book to the combo too? Let's do it. Welcome to summer. It's finally here. <laughs> Just as autumn is encroaching and pumpkin spice lattes are on the menus again. I just found it so funny every time someone was like, oh, getting my cardigans out. Oh, and I was like, you're a dick because I could see on Met Office that there's a heat wave coming next week. Heat wave coming, honey. Yeah. It's timed out perfectly for me because I feel like yeah. a little sunny tanny session a month before the wedding is really gonna see me through September it really will it really will yeah and I also think it's a good omen because we had such a bad summer that I think like some good weather will now last us into the beginning of October which is perfect timing for your wedding I don't know if you remember but last year's October fucking glorious yeah I know it was absolutely wonderful and so I basically had like even when it was miserable somewhere I was like I know it's going to be a nice autumn. I didn't pack away my fan after like one hot day in July. I was like, I know it's coming. <laughs> Smart. If only yeah. we could just be as clued up on the weather as you could be, Jess. If only everyone was God like <laughs> me. <laughs> um, you're just doing sun dances every evening. I really am. You're welcome. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> um, and... How was Wales? Was that oh my... sunny when you went? Because we haven't recorded since you went to Wales. Oh my God, yeah. I feel, I feel like I was there a long a It was long, a month ago. A long time ago. It was a month. Um it was nice. We had four seasons all in one week. Classic Wales. Then we got sunburnt one day. Was wearing a jumper the next, raining one minute. And suns are suns are blazing the next. But it was really nice. We were what in like Cambridgeshire. We spent one night in like a little cabin place with a hot tub, which was lovely always and then stayed in a little cottage near Pembrokeshire cardigan if that means anything to any Wales peeps and just spent the whole week like going on hikes in the morning watching watching the women's world cup obviously waking Mm. up early to watch the game and then doing like a hike after the match and then going out for dinner and drinks in the evening it was really good Lovely. What about you? What do you use for your wayfinding on your hikes? Wayfinding? Yes. Oh, um, signposts. Hun, you have got to get Kamut. It's been absolutely game-changing. So we have, it's an oh, app you download. Oh, this. We use you? it, like, anytime we go on a big walk, even if it's, like, local, you find stuff local to where you live that you didn't know existed before. And it's basically an app that has loads of walks on it. And sometimes it'll be like, here's a picture spot. Here's this as well. And it follows you along as you go. Because sometimes if you just look at a map when you go on a big walk, you're like, yeah, but I don't know where I am in relation to the map. And so it leaves like a red line of where you so go. Smart. My partner absolutely loves to give me stats as we walk. He's like, do you know we're at this elevation? Do you know yeah. that we're going at this many kilometers an hour? <laughs> uh, and it's fantastic. Like it will tell you to like walk through what you would assume is a farmer's field and you can't go anywhere near, but actually there's a public right of way and it will like take you through them and you just find so many good stuff. 
It's called Kamut, spelt with a K. K A M O O T. And there is a free version, but because we love it so much, we've paid thirty pounds, and then it unlocks the whole world. Yeah. So the free one is just like you choose your local area, and it will do like okay. within a radius of you. But right, thirty pounds okay. for the whole world—that's an absolute bargain. Whole world in your hand. That's less than a pair of jeans at Topshop. <laughs> R.I.P. Topshop. Still marking everything from when I worked there and everything. Any any time I spent money, I was like, "But that's a jumper at Topshop. But that's a sports bra at Topshop." <laughs> so yeah i'd recommend that reco yeah. is a reco is it is it a reco <laughs> yeah. um what about you how was your well you've had two hendies so do you want to talk about your first one first okay um well yeah every year my family go to the british seaside that's like 30 people the youngest is like six the oldest is 80 and everyone just mucks in for like days at the beach hut by the beach rounders loads of seaside games it's always very fun and this year my mother decided to throw a little hendy for me and my other sister who got married in the summer um which was so much glorious fun again the youngest was six the oldest was 80 the 80 year old had a hangover the next day and was sick like it was great oh sorry grandma (laughs) listens to this Grandma, we love you and we love the effort you put into the we, Hendu. We're loving your work, Sylph. <laughs> it was great, like literally, like, um, and her best friend came as well, who always comes on the holiday. And she was like, should we get another bottle of wine? Should we get another bottle of wine? And then we finished the dinner and everyone was like, where are we going next, Jess? Are we getting more wine? It's like the night just kept going. And I was like, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> but, like everyone that was older than me was like, no, we're going. Um, so it was really fun. And my mum did some fun games of like, everyone had to share a story and me and my sister had to guess who the story was from. So it meant that we had like little kids sending in stories being like in year one, I made two boys race for me and stuff like that <laughs> compared with like people talking about what their first dance was or whatever at their wedding. So Aww. yeah, it was very sweet. And I'm so fun because even though we go on this trip every year, we've never done girls night. And so now we're like, oh, is it going to be Barbie movie girls night is every night? Mm. <laughs> I love that. That's so sweet. So yeah, it was really good. A fun new addition. Obviously, poor lads were just left to fend for themselves, but they survived. Mm. Glad to hear it. Yeah. And what about your second Hendy? That's all right. (laughs) 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 Well, I feel like it actually like should hear it from you. Like I just arrived, you know, how was set up? How it looked up. It looks fantastic. And I got such FOMO of knowing that all my friends are hanging out without me and decorating for a party, which is like my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I knew you would, but there were honestly so many balloons that I was like, I can't, I need everybody there. And I was very I'm like, <laughs> guys, you check in is at four. I need everyone to be there from four because we've got a lot of balloons to blow up to the point that (laughs) your sister like messaged me and was like we've bought we've bought some extra balloons on the way in (laughs) I was like Mel we we have an abundance of balloons our our house is genuinely going to fly away (laughs) and then we were like joking that your Hendy was going to be like up but bridesmaids edition (laughs) and hen edition um anyways we booked a nice little uh house in the Oxford countryside somewhere and we arrived to set up and we had Ginger and Ray provided all of our decorations which was really kind of them they provided they were fab they provided all of the balloons so we had like this it's very Barbie-esque it was pink pink, hot pink baby pink and rose gold was the color theme for the Mm -hmm. hen 
-hmm. obviously Jess was in white um and we had a balloon arch we had um there was the streamy things through the door yeah there was the backdrop there was all the gizmos no one knows what we're talking about but if you go on our Instagram page you'll see uh, some of the decorations but it was just a vibe like the place was very plain and it just made it a party house immediately with balloons and sparkly bits and um like props for um pictures and stuff and then Jess arrived and we gave her a we all stood outside holding a balloon each because we had an abundance of balloons. <laughs> so we were like, oh, let's all stay out, stand outside and wave her wave to her with a balloon in our hands. Just because, you know, why not? When we eventually um, got there. And I hear a lot of people like Laura, I don't know if you shared the wrong postcode or whatever, but everyone went to a man's house first and he was like, I don't this you shouldn't be at my house there were two address <laughs> there were two postcodes on the website and in the guest pack so some people went to one some people went to the other <laughs> I went to the right one and everyone else was like but it's taken me here and I was like where are you going <laughs> the Tesco man went to the wrong one. Oh, the Tesco man let me tell you about him so we were checking in at four o'clock and at two o'clock I was driving from London and I get a call from an unknown number and I like I answer it only because I know that there's lots of people as part of this Hendu that part of the organizing so I answer it's the Tesco man he's like hiya I'm outside okay well I I booked a four o'clock delivery slot four till five and he was like yeah I know I'm just early it's like okay uh well I'm 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 kind of still in London I'll be there at four o'clock and he was like, yeah, cool, I'll just wait outside. So he was an absolute hun and waited outside for two hours with us. I heard he had a nap. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was a team player. He was a team player. Um, he had big Kennedy. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and then do you want to talk about what we did? Okay. Yeah, I arrived. And so I went on a Hendu earlier in the year and it really stressed me out that we didn't tell the bride any activities until they were happening. And I was like, this is me. Like, I just would need to know. And I also, do think that is a little bit rogue though. It made, and it made it really hard to talk yeah, amongst talk. ourselves. And like, she found things out because she'd overheard some, like overheard conversations. Yeah. So I was like, let's give it to me straight. Yeah. <laughs> I was arrived. I arrived. I was immediately thrust with a glass of Prosecco. Uh, and then talked through the itinerary. So we did a cocktail class on the first night. Oh my gosh, should I get up the cocktail names? I've got oh, them you here. Got them. I will. Um, I mean, I won't but These be are the... my best work. I'm so proud of this. I, I, I agree that it was your best work. It was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> so they were all to do with things that I loved. The first one was a Sex and City-esque one called Absa fucking lootly And just like that, our girl is getting married. It's a big, capital B, drink, but one too many. And our bride will need carrying out of here and the next one was a disney one um the first of them oh it's called bell of the ball the first of them all has found her prince charming and now it's time to let down her golden hair this cocktail's best served with ice but the cold never bothered her anyway this one you'll all love it's called (laughs) let's get literary (laughs) guaranteed to give you your main character moment after two of these all enemies will be lovers and you'll lose all shelf control and then the fourth one was a reference to my first date where I ordered a pitcher instead of just a cocktail, um, which it just makes financial sense. I'm going to die on that hill. <laughs> I did it for financial reasons. I thought this will just see me through all night. Obviously, I drank it really fast, uh, similarly to how I did on the Hendy. 
I also spent the whole lead up being like, yeah, like I'm really not going to drink that much on my wedding or at my handy. Like I really don't want to be hungover. But let me tell you, people, it's absolutely impossible because everyone there is on a mission yeah. to get you fucked up. Handy that you can only decline. You haven't read drink. the last one. Okay. I just thought it was a bit like it wasn't a, a thing that people could relate to, you know? Uh, okay. I can if you'd like you. me to. Um, the iconic picture our bride-to-be ordered for herself on her first date with Prince Charming. This one promises everlasting love and happily ever after. See. <laughs> Hope you can Best all relate. Work. Best work. If anyone needs me <laughs> to hire me for some cocktail menu crafting, I'm, I'm available. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we did that on the first night. Right. Yep. After some pizzas. And you know what's like... Domino's was like instantly ordered and it was great and I was like you know I I only ate two slices which will also be part of my downfall because like I just was too excited that all my friends were in one place and I was like I I actually can't eat anymore like I can't make this go down and so I just got up and started going around speaking to all my friends and so yeah um, make sure you eat people and say and don't eat people make sure you eat comma people Uh, and yeah you can decline drinks (laughs) but it didn't matter Uh, and then, well, karaoke was supposed to be scheduled in for the second night, but I think it says a lot about your friends. That I think there it's was a demand me. for both nights as well, because everybody in that, I no one in that group was like, "Oh God, we're doing it two nights." Everyone was like, "Yes, we're doing it two nights." Well, someone was like, "Karaoke, Jess," and I was like, "Um, I thought it was for tomorrow." And they were like, "Doesn't matter." I was like, "Okay, karaoke." <laughs> and yeah, obviously, then I lost my voice. So I actually did. <laughs> ruined the second night's karaoke but it's fine we just switched to rapping on the second night. Yeah. um and then the next day woke up a bit hungover so severely hungover fragile. that I like couldn't re- my breakfast was like salty tortilla chips and a nice lolly and then I eventually felt a bit ready floor. for a chocolate croissant and my cousin the next day was like oh my god watching you eat that croissant yesterday was like the worst thing I've ever witnessed in my it basically took me an hour to but then I was like do you know what we've got to go get ready for the day so I went and changed into my absolutely fantastic tasselly play suit which I got secondhand on vintage and I was so smug to then sell on again because like when the hell are you going to wear that but mm-hmm. I'm too obsessed with it that I think I'm going to keep it for life I like can't I can't part with it because I love it so much and it only cost me eight pounds I'm not too mad about it um but we had a dance class to go to well, um, first of all, though, you were decorating. That was the morning, was meant to be the morning activity whilst we were No, that was when we got back. Blast. That was meant to be the morning activity. Oh, okay. Some people well, did. No, yeah, we were all just a bit hungover. So we went in the hot tub. Um, got, yeah, yeah, you're right. And then went to the dance class in Matassels. And yeah, do you know what, guys? If, when you're hungover, you actually just need an activity. Because I was like, oh, I feel so rough. And then we got there and it was so fun that I that the hangover went. And then as soon as we left the class, I got back in the car and was like, oh my God, I feel really rough. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just need to be distracted. As my cousin said to me, being hungover is a choice. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is a psychological yeah, decision. We did a dance class. And when I was reading out the itinerary in the first night, my first thought was, oh my fucking God, like at least 70% of my friends, like this is their worst nightmare. So it was just the loveliest thing that everyone was like, this is so up Jess's street. Yes, let's do this rather than being like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, everyone <laughs> so. got on board. Everyone was a team player. It was so, it was so much fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. My sister-in-law to be, uh, it's like so not up her street and it was her best moment. Like she yeah, still talks about it to me now. That. 
she's like, we're professional dancers now, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then we had that. Yeah, came back then. I was like, God, I feel a bit ropey from the drive back. Oh my God. I I was also so cute. Everyone went into co-op afterwards and like there was only one orange LucasAid left and like they brought it out for us. It was so sweet. And then I I was like to my mum, Rope again. You know, I think I just need another activity. And then she brought out everyone's t-shirts. And then we were decorating t-shirts for sports day that afternoon. Um, and we had four teams. Lauren, do you want to explain the four team houses? <laughs> Trying to pitch this into the group was was quite quite challenging. When literally only like four people like, would understand. Yeah, I was like, this is a personal joke, which no one else will get, but like I'm going with it now. Yeah. Um, when Jess and I were in primary school, everyone got put into houses for sports day, like most primary schools. And our head teacher was obsessed with the Lake District. So, so much all- so that he retired and went to the Lake District after a few years. <laughs> so all of our team houses were famous lakes in the Lake District. Um, so we had uh, Windermere, which was the blue team, Grassmere, which was the green team, Thelmere, which was the red team, or what was it? Thelma. Thelma, that Georgia kept calling it. And Buttermere, which was the green team. Yellow team. Uh, sorry, yellow team. And everyone got like a massive t-shirt in that colour. And we had some felt fabric pens. Because I remember at my like eighth birthday school disco, Jess, um, birthday party, Jess's favourite act, like still talks about this birthday party to this day because everybody got a t-shirt and got to decorate a t-shirt so I was like well we, we could do that <laughs> she loves a bit of that yeah, I would love to decorate it and actually like that was one of the highlights I was just like sat around this long table and it was like super chill and everyone was getting a bit creative and you could see everyone's personalities coming out and everyone was just like chatting and I was like oh my god look at like my friend from this part of my life chatting to yeah. my friend of that part of my life and it was just so I mean the whole weekend was that sort of thing I was, was like oh my god it's so cute that like everyone is using people's nicknames like and they've never met them before like I call my I won't share her name but um like my sister-in-law to be I she has a nickname that's not her normal name and then because I introduced her that everyone was calling her that and I was like this is so cute so yeah that was really fun and then we had meanwhile Bratas Bratas Wapas Okay. White person tapas. Oh, I, someone got told me it was bratas, British tapas. But yeah, you're right. White okay. person tapas is way um, better. I take no credit for this. This was your sister's idea, um, and it was great. We made a wapas, a white person tapas. Um, I don't even know if that's politically correct. So We're maybe, white, so I feel like. Yeah. Also, it's like the lowest Awful. of the low food. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. it's fine. So <laughs> when I did the Tesco order, we just bought like loads of smiley faces, potato waffles, beans, alphabeti spaghetti, which we then took out all the letters to spell happy hen, Jess. I remember walking past the kitchen and being like, beans, that's an interesting choice for a buffet. Like... I know, but you know when you're like, you got to commit. You've got to commit to it. You're like, this is a funny idea and it will look funny in the end. But like, no one really wants to eat this food. But it was fine. It actually went down really well. Lots of people were um, uh, perfectly happy eating food for a four-year-old again. Who is it? Yeah. And then what did we do? Then it was sports day, yeah, was uh, sports which day. was... Um, Disney Channel fans will know that every summer they did the Disney Channel games 
and it was like the cast of High School Musical or Hannah Montana and like they would all come together and they'd all compete in teams for like a big sports day and so it was the Jesney Channel Games and there were some fantastic rounds one of them was from a Mary Kate and Ashley film challenge because me and my older sister are Mary Kate and Ashley uh and so like it was the same challenge that they do in the challenge the opening round was called finding nemo and it was a scavenger hunt round where the first round was that we had to just run and find this cuddly toy nemo somewhere (laughs) uh and then that got more intricate and like we had to keep bringing back items then the last thing was that we all had to act out a scene from a tv show or a film that i like with the items wow absolutely phenomenal (laughs) With so Friends, fun. Bake Off, Beauty and the Beast, and Sex and the City, which I'm pretty pleased. Really nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> with, oh, Bake Off is back soon. That's very exciting. Ooh. And with Alison Hammond. Can't fucking wait. Oh, I can't wait for our Bake yeah. Off episode again. Oof. Um, and then that went on all afternoon, basically, didn't it? There was yeah, just like round after hours. round after yeah. round. And then we ended the rounds with rounders. Best game. Uh, Did an assault course. Yeah. and slide. It was a, uh, you had to run and put on clothes from a family's fancy dress box. I was like, I remember that. But you, you had to get dressed for your first date. Then you had to slide into the DMs on a slip and slide. And then you had to put a ring on it, which was chucking a ring onto a thing. Which end. was also provided by Ginger and Ray. Oh, Thank the ring toss. Much. Yeah, they had some games in there as well. Oh, great. I know. Where are they now? That's a great question. Because I, I could know, have them maybe, at the wedding. Yeah, maybe Daisy has them still. Oh, she probably donated them to her bloody school. I'll check in with her. Yeah, check um, And then I think then there was a hot tub. And again, like I was in this hot bowl of soup with like nine different friends from different walks of life. Hot and then bowl of soup. That's what we were calling it when we were there. Because as a new person got in, like the water would rise. And we were like, oh my God. And then I got out because I was like, I'm going to go and get ready. And I was like, I've got me just leaving all my different friends together. (laughs) And then we got ready and we were having a barbecue, which in the end was an indoor barbecue. I can't even remember why, but it worked. The food was still very yummy. The barbecue was shit. It just wasn't lighting. So we had to do it all in the oven, which was fine. It was absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah, I had a big barbecue. And then you'll have seen on Instagram that I gave everyone a book to say thank you with a little note inside. And... Some of them have already read them. Kel's already read hers. Really, has she? Last weekend, she texted me like, I finished my book. Oh, well done. Yeah, and my sister's halfway through Queenie. Um, so yeah, it's, it's quite uh, nice that people keep yeah. being like, I've read it, I'm halfway through, I'm doing this. So that's Yay. really sweet. Um, and then it was Mr. and Mrs. Which is very, that's always my favourite part of a Hindu. I just love to like yeah. get an insight into people. Um, and then... Karaoke 2.0, which <laughs> turned into the West End. Yeah. Um, lots of my friends were like, wow, I really understand your childhood now. Like now that I've seen you perform the cell block tango in six parts, I, I understand you much better. <laughs> lots of Hamilton going on. Very fun. And with, all of this is with no voice. And then we had breakfast the next day and I made everyone come with their favorite memory from the weekend, which was all very emotional for me. And then I went home and I continued to be treated like an absolute queen. And I just wanted to cry every five minutes about Aww. being made such a fuss. <laughs> it was a very emotional day for me. <laughs> went on a walk and I was like, I think I just need a bit cry. So I read yeah. my book, read my book that everyone had like put, that Lauren had put together with pictures from everyone. And everyone had written me a letter. And I was just bawling, like literally in a corner. <laughs> 
I don't know why I chose to go to a corner for if I did. <laughs> it's very atmospheric. So yeah, it was just fabulous. Oh, everyone should have a headache. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to hear? I know we listeners might be like, "Can you give us a book?" But do you want to hear the um, one of the ideas that did make the cut? Sure because I was not creative enough to follow it through. Essentially, I wanted to do a traitor-style activity Mm. where everybody upon arrival would be given an envelope and be told if they were a traitor or a faithful, and each morning at breakfast, somebody would have died. (laughs) And throughout the day, like they just had to low-key have these conversations. But I just didn't have the creative powers to follow it through. Yeah, do you know what? I would have loved it. Like, that is fantastic. But what if all my friends fell out? Like we've seen yeah, how it can go wrong on the TV show where they make people cry and stuff. So it could have added an interesting air to the, to the weekend. <laughs> and then never have to like... see each other again at the wedding. Like, oh, there's that faithful bitch. <laughs> <laughs> traitor, the one traitor. And then I was like, oh, imagine though if Jess was the traitor. <laughs> and like, it just was, it just, I was like, this is, overcomplicating things Lauren just keep it back to basics just do a sports day do nice things <laughs> oh I'm glad you shared that with me that's good <laughs> oh when are they bringing out the next season of that oh can't wait did you watch the Australia one not Australia no no uh, America did one where it had some celebs in it but I was told it wasn't very good so I didn't bother no. I thought that if we were already running with a good thing don't taint it Books. <laughs> Books. Let's um, leave the listeners with a with a reco each so that we, at least we could say this is still a books podcast. Yeah. I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking. So do you want to do your book first? Okay. So I am recoing um a book that went up on the grid a little while ago. And it is Lucy by the Sea by Elizabeth Stroud. So I'll read the snop. Lucy is uprooted from her life in New York City and reluctantly goes into lockdown with her ex-husband, William, in a house on the coast of Maine. Strout's new novel is a miraculous work of fiction, a brilliantly sharp evocation Hmm. of the period we have just lived through. It is a novel that both resonates deeply and consoles us too. And it's been on my shelf for a really long time. Uh, And because it just was set in lockdown, I was like, yeah, I'm not ready to read that yet not ready to go back there and eventually I was like no come on it's been on your TBR for a really long time you need to get out and I absolutely adored it and loved that it was set in lockdown yeah I actually find it a bit nostalgic now when lockdown is in a book and I'm like oh my god the daily walks yeah (laughs) um and if you read Elizabeth's book you'll know that this is part of a series but it's also not. They also exist. They can be read standalone. Yeah, I wanted to ask be... you the order, because obviously you've said they can be standalone. Yeah. But if you wanted to read them all, then I guess it makes sense to read them in the order yeah. that she's written them in. What What is that? So I believe My Name is Lucy Barton is the first one. Yeah. 
then it is i'm actually just gonna google this so i don't is it o william or something i feel like that's in there somewhere i just don't know what order i think it must then be o william then it's lucy by the sea and then which is this one but she's also then got like the olive and olive again series as well yeah which is separate but they do kind of overlap so in um lucy by the sea she mentions um a character who's been put who's in a nursing home during lockdown and her name is olive kitteridge and she's and she's um you know being really blunt and awkward and annoying with the um residential home staff so that's in lockdown did you say in lucy by the sea in this book oh okay got it okay because you know how like the um care homes were such a like a huge issue and um one of the characters works in a care home and just anecdotally mentions one of her clients called olive kitteridge and it's just like so true to form of what olive would be like in a care home and you don't know she's in a care home because the last book she wasn't but she was sort of like becoming more frail yeah so it was just really it was a really lovely book it was um like she just does the mundane really well Mm. and so then I think when you have somebody who writes mundane really well and then you get them to write about the pandemic and a lockdown it's your your you're having a field day yeah that was mundane um so this is the fourth in the series oh okay so there must be another Um, one so there is another one but um google search is not um being my friend right and I guess that means you haven't read it no, I have. I definitely oh, have read okay. all of them. I just can't remember what order they're in. Um, but the, yeah, they're so good. They're such lovely books. Nice. Yeah. I'm Is gonna... it in paperback? It was one of those weird oh, yeah. hardbacks, but not quite a hardback where the cover is like cardboard. Or, I, yeah, yeah, I think I know what you mean. Like a bit of a cloth bound, I guess. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Strong reco. I bet I'd love those. Are you a hundred percent words? <laughs> but yeah, maybe I'll audio at them now. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. Speaking of, I am doing one of my reread but on audios at the moment, which is the Switch by Beth O'Leary. Nice. Yeah. Chatting to Beth, I was like, yeah, I I really need Eileen back in my life, and it's a bloody joy. And Daisy Edgar Jones is the voice of Lena in it, which I didn't realize interesting yeah and now I'm just picturing Lena as Daisy Edgar Jones it's quite nice it's for her to not just be Marianne you know yeah um so would recommend that as an audiobook as well really good so far very engaging as an audiobook nice um but my reco is it is the (laughs) one and only fourth wing by Rebecca oh I'm gonna pronounce it Yaros but it could be pronounced Yaros or Yaros or whatever doesn't matter because everyone knows fourth wing <laughs> and so it kind of came out of nowhere for me and everyone was like oh my god can't wait for fourth wing and I was like is this part of a series yeah like, but it's the, it is but it's the first of a series but the hype it was getting I was like oh is this like another yeah. Court of thorns and roses type vibe where like that ilk right well because it's fantasy yeah but um yeah it was pitched as for fans of divergent and hunger games 
And let me tell you, this will definitely scratch that itch. More so for Divergent. I think it's like Hunger Games because we've got like a brave protagonist. It's YA. It's in a made up world, but it's it. Whereas Divergent, it's like, yep, it's absolutely like that. We've got to like compete and graduate and be a certain you have to choose a job in this world and whatever. So if you love that about Divergent, get on this. Um, I'll read you the synopsis. Please do. Welcome to, oh, there's going to be loads of words in this that I've never said out loud before, but I've just read so Let's see. Welcome to the brutal and elite world of Basquiat. Okay. War College, where everyone has an agenda and everyone, every night could be your last. 20-year-old Violet Sorengale was supposed to enter the scribe quadrant, living a quiet life among books and history. Now the commanding general, also known as her toughest talons mother, has ordered Violet to join the hundreds of candidates striving to become the elite of Navarre, dragon riders. But when you're smaller than everyone else and your body is brittle, death is only a heartbeat away. Because dragons don't bond to fragile humans, they incinerate them. With fewer dragons willing to bond than cadets, most would kill Violet to better their own chances of success. The rest would kill her just for being her mother's daughter. Like Zayden, yeah, never said that line before as well, <laughs> the most powerful and ruthless wing leader in the Riders' Quadrant. She'll need every edge her wits can give her just to see the next sunrise. Yet, with every day that passes, the war outside grows more deadly, the kingdom's protective wards are failing, and the death toll continues to rise. Even worse, Violet begins to suspect leadership is hiding a terrible secret. Alliances will be forged, lives will be lost, traitors will become allies or even lovers, but with sleep with but sleep with one eye open because once you enter, there are only two ways out. Graduate or die. Wow, that's high stakes. A phenomenal synopsis there. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and actually, as I was reading it, I was remembering what was sort of happening towards the end of the book. And I think the next book is going to feel quite Hunger Games for the politics. I won't Ooh, say anymore. Oh, yeah, okay. But a lot of Hunger Games is actually like political. Yeah, yeah. In the made up world. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely fucking fantastic. I was so ill when I was reading this. It was a week before our friend's wedding and I like couldn't stay awake and I was feeling so rough. Yeah, I managed to read a 500 page book. Like that's how good it was. Wow. Um, it's you're like thrown straight into the action, which I love. Like you always are with YA. And I think sometimes that's what like adult fiction is missing. Like just chuck us in. We'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll be all right yeah you're so right actually yeah I guess so, because they're that. like oh you know young kids need like high energy and like a quick entry into a plot but I would argue actually that adults particularly today yeah need that too because well attention span is shit no we'll just pick up our phones and scroll yeah chuck us in with the dragons so, where YA okay. is the books for you if you have attempt you if you have problems staying attention staying attention <laughs> wow it's so hot I'm <laughs> um so yeah it was great like you're chucked straight in and I loved how it all worked and like they they don't ex- over explain things to you they're like yeah you're going to be a dragon rider and you just figure out for yourself oh that's what that means and as they go okay. on like it doesn't need right. okay, really basic cool. explanation which is quite cool as well and it's like there are quite a lot of 
things where I was like, oh my God, I could be reading Divergent. I'm so happy to be having this new book. And the oh. second one comes out in November. We don't even have to wait. Like I was like, as I was reading, I was like, oh my God, the next one is so going to be in like a year's yeah. time, but it's only November. Wow. So I'm so excited because it means when I'm home from honeymoon and I'm a bit sad, I got a new book to read. And you will to immerse yourself. Cannot in. wait. Yay. Um, yeah, it's That got... was just for you, actually. Yeah. She told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This doesn't surprise me. um she it's uh it's got sex scenes it's got fight scenes it's got secret it's got friendships it's got family it's just got Got everything has it got got an oldie an old character do you know what i don't know that it does (laughs) but it's got dragons so (laughs) yeah and there are times also i think i actually put it on stories but um there's like a really rare dragon that's like got black scales and like never been seen and I was like am I reading how to train your dragon because for anyone that's seen it there's the dragon and that's called toothless and he's this really rare dragon and I was like is this like fan fiction Definitely how to train your dragon the stone. kids film <laughs> yeah. and I, I love that film so that's absolutely fine by me <laughs> um so yeah on e- I would say even if you don't like fantasy you'll like this but I do like fantasy when I read it so I guess mm-hmm. I can't attest to that but if you well, liked any of the books like I mentioned, I would love, and I don't like fantasy. Yeah, so. I just saw someone put on stories, and I can't remember who, but maybe, I shouldn't probably name them anyway. But someone him. that we follow on our bookstagram um, was like, just stop reading, find like you know, getting there with DNFing a book, which is do not finish or don't finish, whatever it is. Um, was like, yeah, gave up on fourth wing with four chapters to go, and I was like, firstly, how, how. <laughs> But also, also, wow, that, I'm actually slight, I'm quite impressed because I couldn't get that far and then be like, now nah, fuck this because I'd be like, I've read 400 pages worth. That's like, literally what I was about to say. Yeah. Wow. Impressive stuff. Yeah, but yeah. also, ha- what? What? It was the best, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm is confused. it going to be in your top 10 books of the year? I think it is. And then I'm like, oh my God, is the second one also going to be in there? Like, Ooh, how's that going to oh, work? Because yeah, they're both in the same year. They could get 20% of your top 10 books of the year. Big stuff, big stuff. And as a little teaser, do you want to know a book that is going to be in my top 10 books of the year? I'm not going to name it. Oh, okay. But it's who we're interviewing for the podcast next week. Oh my God, that makes me so happy. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Isn't it so good? Yeah, okay, let's not say. Because I also, I always have this fear that like we might put on stories like, yeah. oh, can't wait to interview so-and-so. And then for whatever reason, we don't. So it's we never story, talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm well, so happy. Well, it's going to be next week's episode. Interview yeah. if it goes to plan or not. Yeah, um, another interview. I'm excited. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, so, so good. Um, I wanted to talk about um, a book that we talked about ages ago. Yeah. I can't even remember what episode. I might have, no, I can't remember what episode. Uh, and it's... Elliot Page's memoir that we were both really keen to read. Have you read it? No, I haven't. Yeah, because I'm listening to it on audio and it's taking me like two months. I just like, I'm not finding, like I'm like, I'm going on a big walk or I'm doing a big drive, which is usually yeah. like, oh my God, yes, gonna whack on my audio book. Did like, they read it? Yeah. And I just, and it's not because it's not engaged, like yeah. not read well or whatever. And I'm sure Page boy. Yeah, that's what it's called, Page Boy. Um, and I'm sure it's really good. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad just... book. I don't know. I think it's some of the content is really sad and really dark. Uh, uh, uh. And I 
like Struggling. usually that sort of stuff doesn't affect me and I can just read like listen or read yeah. anyway but in this I'm like it's actually making me not want to put it on yeah yeah that's and hard. then we just listened to a chapter about climate change which again I'm usually quite into but I was like oh, I can't <laughs> I simply cannot <laughs> right um, you're getting married next month you want to be on like a I need to be high, on a high not, oh, the world is on fire yeah and luckily it's like it's on audible so it's always going to be there it's not like on borrow box where they're like you've only got seven days yeah, the library wants point. it back so I will get to it yeah I just thought I'd worth mentioning in case other people are wanting yeah. to listen to it but then they could use the kind of thing that might upset them just you know just if anyone else is struggling with it yeah. you're not alone <laughs> But yeah, I want to get into it a bit more deep because I know there's stuff that's mentioned that I haven't got to yet and I'm interested yeah. to hear about it. I wonder um, if the reading experience would have been maybe a bit better, maybe a little I bit think, less visceral. I think so, yeah. Are you doing any audiobooks at the moment? I have just finished listening to The Book of Fire, which is Christy Lefteri's oh. Lef newest book. Um, so that will be being posted soon. That's exciting because I don't. Yeah. You've I'll only read it. physically read those books before, right? Like you read, yeah, read exactly. the Book of Aleppo. Yeah, um, but I will save that for another episode. I think. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we've waffled on for bloody ages. Hopefully, some of you are just they're still there. <laughs> they might enjoy it and if you don't already then you can subscribe to our monthly newsletter at www.bookrecords.com where we shall share a roundup of our monthly records see you next week we'll be here